have a, a, an amazing assignment from God, and we need to uh, know exactly what that looks like and walk in the truth of God regardless of what we see and feel. Um, I, am, I am moved by the things that I see going on in the world, and uh, I, I know what my position should be, so I'm not conflicted there at all. I know what it should be, but I do have a great heartfelt concern for the people of God. And uh, as we have said so well, Pastor Jackson actually came, uh, we came back from West Africa and uh, delineated to us all of the things that happened to us while we were gone. Uh, we counted 32 things that, that happened in the course of those two weeks that made me realize something, and that is that things are not as they were even a few weeks ago, how the enemy has ramped up his attacks on the church. But the Lord gave me a good understanding, and that is that it was because we have been promoted, so to speak, that God has lifted us. Our understanding, our awareness is greater than it has been. You don't teach children pre-kinder information for them to stay in pre-kinder. And you don't teach them the elementary curriculum and expect them to never go to junior high. So as God has been educating us and teaching us and then giving us experience, he has allowed uh, the enemy to attack maybe even in greater ways than before. But it's not so that we will be defeated. I believe it's so that we will know who we are and what we have. Amen. I t I've titled this message, This Present Darkness, and parenthetically, spiritual warfare. This present darkness. The scripture talks about the darkness that's coming, the darkness that is, and the, the darkness that will, that will come. Paul says that, that evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse. And so I want us to understand when these things happen to us, what we are to do and how we are to comport ourselves. My mind goes back to an analogy that I've used before and many, I'm sure, have used it. Uh, sometimes when we see athletic teams, we can see ourselves. We can see what it looks like to be engaged in spiritual warfare. Sometimes... Uh, uh, even in, in, a, in a boxing match, you'll see somebody who is a very formidable boxer, a fighter, and the opponent will come out and just clobber him right in the mouth and uh, to say, I'm not afraid of you. And I feel so much like the enemy has come to the church and we're the, we're the champion, as it were. And he just popped us and some of us go, oh my goodness, what's going on? Oh, I'm in for a fight. Well, you are in for a fight but you have weapons that match the adversary, more than match the adversary. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, I thought to start there, Ephesians 6, 10, um, although I trust I'll just hurry along and we can come back and revisit and revisit. Uh, this is called the whole armor of God. This, this aspect of spiritual warfare is called the whole armor of God. When we say spiritual warfare, what I'm saying is, is that there is a war that is not a uh, flesh and blood war. Uh, it, it's, it, it's not, you cannot use uh, flesh and blood 
uh, weapons or tactics or strategies against this uh, formidable foe. It's a formidable foe. We are flesh and blood. These are spiritual uh, powers that we are dealing with. So we, do, we should be very careful not to make flesh our enemy because there's something behind that. Uh, and a couple of years ago in May of 2020, I was asked by several different uh, entities to have comments uh, on uh, the George Floyd um, uh, murder. And what I, what I did was I, I was a little concerned about sort of being pulled into it. But I felt like sometimes, you know, you cannot be a bystander and you have to take whatever is coming. And uh, the Holy Spirit gave me an understanding that I was able to articulate. And that is that all evil, all of it, has the same source. It doesn't matter where it comes from. All evil has the same source. And so for us as believers, we don't need to categorize evil. It all has the same source. If it's coming against you, it's from the same source. If it comes against my neighbor, it's the same source. So the enemy is not trying to uh, uh, bolster uh, any one side. He's trying to attack the church of Jesus from every side. That's what he's doing. And, and the quicker we know that, the, the more, the more uh, we will understand God's strategy in dealing with him. So in, in Ephesians 6, 10, it says, finally, Paul says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now, when I actually uh, started to talk about some of these things in a few more details, with a few more details, I, I, I didn't quite understand exactly what was going on. I, I knew that my first responsibility was to be obedient to the Lord. That is to say whatever Jesus gives me to say, even if I get popped in the mouth, you know, if I'm the one standing there and, I, and the enemy just comes and pow in the mouth, which he did to us as we were traveling, but we were not afraid. We were undaunted. You know the story how uh, Pastor Stan's brother passed away the night before, and I was really wanted to get, release him from that because it was very close to his brother. And uh, then, then, of course, my physical body was attacked, and then various, frust various frustrations ensued after that. And then uh, at the day after we got there to our, our destination, my sister died. And I, it just came out of the blue. And we, we never thought, let's fold up and go home. Amen. We never thought that. Neither of us. We never thought that. Because the enemy thinks if I hit them hard enough, they will run. No, that's worldly people. That's not God's people. He says, be, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now, this is ESV. Thank you. ESV, uh, the English Standard Version. He says, and be strong in the strength of his might. It's not your might. It's his might that we are strong in. So we need to understand that, that this is accessible. It is our, ours as believers. It is ours as children of God. And then he tells us what to do. He says, put on the whole armor of God. So he, he's, he's basically, as I understand the scriptures, Paul is saying, don't just have a little dab of do me attitude. Don't have that attitude, well, well, this is just good enough. You know, uh, or I don't want any of those. I've heard people say, I, I want everything God has, but I don't want to speak in any kind of tongues and that stuff. 
you know. You know, I mean, while they're speaking in a tongue, you know. But, but they say that because they want to pick and choose. But the day in which we are living, I am convinced that we can't pick and choose what we want from God. I want everything from God. That's me. So he says, put on the whole armor of God. And he uses armor, um, I guess, with the imagery of the soldier, of the Roman soldier. You're going into battle. You have to have armor. These guys had axes and, and spears and swords and all kind of hammers. They were fighting to hurt you. And the enemy is fighting to hurt you. And you have to know that. Now, don't be so paranoid and say, oh, what am I going to do, Jesus? I'm going to tell you what to do. He says, put on the whole armor of God. So it's God's armor. And, and let me just tell you in case I don't get to it. All of, all of the, these uh, armor pieces that he, he talks about, Paul talks about, are none other than Jesus Christ. And, and now that's who, who that is. So we have to understand that. Jesus is our everything. And it, Paul tells us, put on this armor. You don't go out to battle without the armor. He says, why do you put it on? That you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So the devil is a trickster, and he's the, the most formidable propagandist in, in the universe. He's, he's always, he always has propaganda, and he knows what we like. So the best thing to do is to not have an appetite for anything in the world. Have an, only an appetite for God. Have an appetite for righteousness. This is what God wants us. And I believe that that is a demand of the Holy Spirit. So he says, you have to have the whole armor if you're going to stand against. Right now, we're standing against the schemes of the devil. If you've ever been in a storm, you want a house that will stand against the winds that come in a hurricane. So the, the scripture is saying that the storms will come in your life. It's not, it's not well, if they, no, they will come. They will come in your life. So you want to have this amazing armor. And he tells us why in verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. When, when are we going to get that? When are we going to understand that the person who just came to me is representing somebody? Someone that we can't see. The, if that person is coming against me, they are not the enemy. They are the pawn that the enemy sent. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You lose sight of the war when you start to focus on flesh and blood. He says, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. And so what Paul is saying is that there is a demonic influence, a, a satanic influence that causes all of the disarray that you and I see, whether it is in a foreign nation as now in Ukraine where uh, uh, Vladimir Putin has is, is committed some of the most horrendous atrocities, and, and we have congressmen and senators arguing over whether it's, it's uh, right to come against it, you know. So I'm saying we're not looking to them for our answer. God has given us the solution, the answer right here. So, so we're not looking to see what the 6 o'clock news is going to say about it. What we are doing is we have to understand that there are some spiritual forces that are cosmic powers, the ESV says, that are over this present darkness. So even Mr. Putin is a pawn. 
Now listen to what he says. So let me read it, and, and then we'll go back and explain a little bit. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in where the heavenly places. And so he says, this is where the battle is. I find it very interesting that you and I have the ability from God as human beings, as flesh and blood, we, you cut us, we bleed. You know, you hit us hard enough, we break. So, but we have such formidable powers in, in God, in God, we have be strong in the Lord and in the strength or the power of his might, and we have abilities to deal with enemies we cannot see. So let's, let's stop focusing so much and being um, uh, being deceived into thinking that if I just get this person out of my life, I'll be all right. No, your weapons are, me are meant for the evil one. Now notice. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Why? Because you're going to need it that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So he's telling us that we are be able to withstand, and I think the, the imagery here is the wind blowing against a building that can't blow it down. Uh, when we were kids, remember we had those little, story tell, uh, those little storybooks where the wolf was blowing against the straw house, and he, he, I think he blew it down. Was it a stick house also? A stick house, uh, and he, he blew the stick house down, but he could not blow the brick house down, right? And so the brick house in, in our story would be the church of Jesus Christ, right? Amen. So he tells us, take the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So we all, we have done, after having done all, we're going to stand firm. And so this is what he is saying to us that we need in this, in this day in which we live, to understand who our enemy is. And now we've established the fact that our enemies, uh, our enemies are a spiritual force. Therefore, take up the arm. Stand therefore, verse 14. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. So he's telling us what we need to deal with um, the devil who is a lying devil, really. You know, he, he is the father of the lie. He is a murderer from the beginning. So he doesn't mean you any good. So he says to us in verse 14, stand therefore or stand firm against him. He's not saying here, okay, uh, I want you to go on attack and do all these things. No, right now he's saying, I want you to stand. Just stand. Stand your ground. Don't give up one inch to the enemy. So, and he tells us, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So he's saying that you need truth to hold everything in place. The truth holds everything in place. So he says, you, you need the belt of truth. If I didn't have my belt on, it, it would be an ugly sight up here. And, and our lives are ugly without the belt of truth. And so he says, and, and having, listen, having put on. So you, you don't go to battle uh, putting on everything. You know, like Jesus, 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 help me. You know that one? We, we, we've all done that at least once in our lives. And having put on the breastplate of righteousness and... As shoes for your feet, having put on, listen, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So he's saying to, if you and I are internalizing the word of God, we are ready. We are ready. I would, I would ask anyone in this building who has encountered 
uh, suddenly an opposition from the enemy and you were maybe terrified at the moment. If, you've, if that's never happened to you, you need to preach and I'll need to listen to you. You know, because I remember as a young guy coming up, young man coming up, uh, so just, oh, Jesus, what are you going to do? You know, when that sudden thing comes on you. And he says, when you have internalized the gospel of peace, it, it gives you a certain readiness. A readiness is given by the gospel of peace. You are a ready person. Yeah, you're, 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 you're an exact person because you can write down what you're ready for. So in verse 16, it says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. Now, this, this is so amazing. We have made faith, I don't think it was intentionally, but we made faith into some kind of commodity and got, we made all these laws and we tend to love things that we can that we can sort of manage ourselves, you know. You, you, if you can just, okay, I got this concept of faith and now I know how to manage it. No, that, that's not what he, he's telling us here. He says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. And the, re, the way I have grown in faith is by going through things. It's by going through things. Uh, the, the, uh, I have a, in mind, uh, uh, you know, I used to watch this boxing. I don't watch this stuff anymore, but... But it's a, it's a pretty decent example. I think all of you have seen a boxing match once in your life. There was a young fighter named Sugar Ray Leonard uh, in, in, many years ago. And uh, he had been an Olympic champion. He had an, uh, his manager was Angelo Dundee. Angelo Dundee was known for being a great manager of fighters. And I think it was about the third or fourth fight. He put Sugar Ray in with a, a tough a journeyman, a tough guy, that was known to spoil people's dreams for championship. And, uh, and so somebody said, we, we think Angelo has made a mistake. He said, no, he's ready. Because he gave him one fight, two fights, uh, three fights. He said, no, he's ready. He's ready to be tested. And so whenever you uh, and I go through these things, Jesus, your manager, the Holy Spirit is saying, he, she's ready. He, he's ready. He's ready. So you don't have to have, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You're ready. And, of course, the, 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 the rest of my story is that Sugar Ray Leonard won it. <laughs> he, to, he totally won, won it because his manager knew he was ready. The one who, had over, uh, who oversaw his training said he's ready. So the Holy Spirit is overseeing all of our training. You know, he, that's what, what, Je, uh, uh, what Jesus has given him to do. You know, Jesus says that when he comes, he's going to... Uh, say whatever he hears. So it doesn't mean what he says and hears from what he uh, hears from me. He's not doing what he hears from me because I'm saying, whoa, wait a minute, you know, in my maturation process. Here, the scripture says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. You can. Si se puede. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And so the, the, the Holy Spirit, who cannot lie, says, in all circumstances, don't go into any battle without faith. That is, I have, I, I have found God to be trustable. God is trustable. I've been in almost every kind of situation you can name, and God has been trustable. And there were times when, uh, when, when, uh, when I, I was growing, growing up, you know, he just talked me through it. Because there were times when, if, if you've never had this experience, you know, just throw it away. There have been times in my maturation process I was ready to run, man. 
There was some bad stuff out there. But he talked me through it. Don't run, son. I could hear my dad's voice and the Holy Spirit speaking through my dad saying, <clears throat> the barking dogs, don't run, son. There are a lot of barking dogs these days, brothers and sisters. And I don't want to bring doom and gloom, but I want to talk to you about what's going on out there. I, I want you to be prepared for what's going on out there. So I don't want to hear that. You need to hear that. And if you don't need to hear that, somebody needs to hear this. All right? And so... He said, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish. You can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Now, before I go to the and, the take, I, I, when I look back over my life and you look back over your life, you find victory after victory after victory, don't you? Even, even the, uh, the things that seem to be apparent defeats, when you look at them now, you go, I'm standing and they're not here to accuse me. I'm standing and they're back there somewhere. They came to stop me, but I'm still going. That's what God wants us to grasp in this day. When we fight this evil at, at every turn, at every hand, we are fighting, we're dealing with evil. But he says you can withstand it and you can now extinguish fiery darts. Why? Just by believing, by trusting. He said, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. So take the helmet of salvation. We just need to uh, uh, just take control over our thought life. And the way you do it, the enemy shoots thought bombs all the time. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to get out of the range of thought bombs. But you can just say, in Jesus' name. That's how I, I do it, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, get, up, get away here, in Jesus' name. That's not mine. I don't want to think like that. And I find that the enemy becomes more impotent, less powerful to even th shoot thought bombs at you. The, more, the stronger you, uh, you, you are in resisting him. So, so the Bible didn't say, okay, you know, go hit him in the mouth. He says, no, resist him, and he'll flee from you. Why, why does the devil flee when, he, when you resist him? Because he sees the one who beat him on Calvary. That's, that's why he runs away. He, he saw a wounded man on Calvary, bleeding, bloody, dying, and still beating him in his, all of his power. This man couldn't go anywhere. He's, he's nailed to a cross. His hands are nailed, his feet are nailed, and he's still whipping you? So, so when, you, when you resist the devil, that's who he sees. He doesn't see you, he sees him. He sees the Nazarene. Thank you, Jesus. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the strength of his might. Wow. So take the helmet of salvation. And the sort of salvation is an amazing thing. I... I I wish I could just really articulate it. I do better at people asking me questions, and then I work back and forth with people. But the helmet of salvation, yes, it protects my thought life, but it, it protects my center. That The fact is that I am saved. It's not I am going to be saved. Yeah, that is a reality, but I, I have been saved, and therefore that salvation is present. I am saved. And that salvation is also future. I will be saved. So he says, take the helmet of, of, of salvation and don't forget the sword of the spirit. So what is the sword of the spirit? Which is the word of God. So he tells us to, to be strong in the word of God. You know, we gave you these um, uh, calendars uh, this, uh, this year to, to read. And I thought, I've been reading them, and I've, it's taken a lot of my time <laughs> there to read. I said, ah, oh, maybe I should have gotten another reading program, you know, a one, a, an easier one. But I, I'm glad that it pushes me. You don't get better doing easy all the time. 
you get better when you are being pushed into excellence. You know, pushed into doing what maybe your flesh doesn't want to do. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, could you not watch with me one hour? You know, could you just stay one hour? They were so tired. They were so tired, they went to sleep again. He says, he came to them, he said, well, well keep, keep on, get your rest. Here's the, here, the enemy's coming, but he didn't have anything in me. Why? Because Jesus did the tough thing, the hard thing. He saw a cup that, that had our sin in it, our wrong in it. He said, I don't want to drink this, Father. He says, drink it, son. Said, Is this your will? We've never been separated. Drink that cup. And so he drank the cup. He says, yes, it's not my will, it's your will. And what God does for, with all of us, he is in control and the Holy Spirit is teaching us and guiding us so that we are more like Jesus because when the Holy Spirit came, he brought, as it were, Jesus there. So everything that he gives us is Jesus. It's giving, he gives us an understanding of Jesus. He gives us the strength of Jesus. He gives us the vision of Jesus. He gives us the wisdom of Jesus. Everything he gives us is Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. So, so the word of God is Jesus, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made in him was life. And that life was the light of men. And then he tells us that that light shines in the darkness, this present darkness. It shines in the darkness. You don't have to command the light to shine. You just walk in the darkness. You are now light in the Lord. We are light in the Lord. That's why I really try to say these things. And I, I, I want you to know, I don't get any pleasure out of always saying some of the things I say. And sometimes I try to avoid them. But the Holy Spirit brings me right back there. George Garcia was right in the old days when he says the Lord gives you a message. And you'll preach it one way or the other your whole life. <laughs> so, Sarah, if, 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 you're, if you're wanting some Similac, I'm sorry it was not here. They say it's pretty expensive in the stores these days, too. Now, now, now so you want the Word of God. So there's these, this, these uh, scripture readings, uh, reading the Bible through and the, the Proverbs through every month and, and the Psalms through, I think, three times a year. And, and, uh, and then just getting the, all the Bible read. I, I'm reading all the time. But you know what? I am blessed all the time. He said, don't go anywhere without the word of God. And the word of God has become even fresher to me because I've always read the Bible. But now I'm reading it on the schedule and it's fresh, fresh. And I'm saying, you know, Lord, it's like I was forgetting that, that all of this good stuff that I get from the New Testament is in the old. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so you take, you, you, you got to take the uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, with all prayer and all kinds of prayer. I used to pray. Uh, I, I was doing a prayer conference. I uh, was in, uh, invited rather to, to be a part of a prayer conference in Houston once with uh, Dr. Washington. And, um, and I was teaching on there and I was talking about how I grew being a young man who grew up in a church like you guys here, and I, I just, when I prayed to God, I just talked to God about things, and, and I used to just invoke everybody. I, yeah, I prayed in the name of Jesus, but I'd tell God about why he had to help me and, and how my mother did all this and my daddy did all of this and my grandparents did all of this, and I was just in all kinds of prayer, brought in the kinfolks, yeah, 
They served you. Yeah, they served you. And, 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 and I'm, look at me. I need you. I, I, you know, all, all and petition, making petition after petition after petition. You know, just talking to God. He's your daddy. He's your daddy. You know, you can go in. I've never had to make an appointment with, with him. Never, ever. Just go in. I never asked him, are you busy? Are you still with me? This present darkness requires and calls for an intensity that perhaps we have not ever had or shown. We have to be vigilant every day. The enemy is attacking every day. And he's not only attacking us, but he's attacking our children and our grandchildren every day. It's something every day. So are we going to just throw it? I don't know what to do. Yes, I do know what to do. I'm going to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I'm going to pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. That's what I'm going to do. Are you still with me? That's what I'm going to do. And when he says pray in the Spirit, I, I do know that there are some Pentecostals who think there's only one way to pray in the Spirit, that you will pray in an unknown tongue, you know, that that's the only way to pray in the Spirit. That is a way. It's legitimate for anybody who thinks it's not. It is legitimate, it, you know, but you can also pray in the Spirit with your language, with English or Spanish or whatever your German or whatever your language is. You can pray because the Holy Spirit now takes care. And, and he's, he does that with us, doesn't he? Sometimes you're praying and you've got so facil- such facility that you are even amazed yourself. I don't know if I'm talking to people who know how to pray. Yeah, be praying. and Sometimes I'm praying and I'm, I'm praying. And, and I say, my goodness, Lord. I'm praying, I'm saying to myself, this is you. I'm not struggling, you know. Praying in the Spirit, making supplication for all the saints, for all the saints, not just for your four, no more, but pray for all the saints. We pray for the saints around the world. Those of you who are watching now, we pray for you around the world. Yes, yes, we pray for you, and we're going to be praying and uh, continually praying for you, Marnie, and, and others of you, uh, Jessica, and many of you. And then he says, and also for me. Don't, no, no, you know, pray for, uh, use all prayer, make supplication for all the saints. And he said, and, and also pray for me, Paul says, that words, listen, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. You know, um, you know, you, you, you've heard this word uh, discombobulate, I'm sure. Everybody talks about discombobulate, you know. So we, we need to discombobulate the enemy. Yeah, what, what, throw him into confusion, you know, upset him, frustrate him, you know, uh, cause him to be just discombobulated by our focus on Jesus, by our understanding of spiritual warfare, the wisdom that we use when we, we comport ourselves in the public sphere. So... Let me read this again, and, and I think my time is about, uh, it's not over. It's, the clock is just saying that, huh? In, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, verse 16, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit, praying at all times in the spirit. One thing I've really liked about wearing masks is I, I pray all the time. You know, it looks kind of funny sometimes. You don't have to move your lips when you pray, but it would look kind of funny if you went around. You know, people think you had a disease or something, right? But, but, but it's pretty neat. With the mask on, I'm, I'm praying all the time. 
all the time. Sometimes in, in, in you know, in, in, in other tongues and sometimes just in my English language. And every now and then I'll get, be bold, wax bold and speak, pray in Spanish. Yeah. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. I think I missed that earlier. To that end, keep alert, keep alert with all perseverance. I'll keep going through. Doesn't matter what's, what is going on around you. You know that God ordained that you sh- should be in a particular place. So you keep going through. Just keep going through. I've found that the enemy cannot st- beat me unless I quit. That, that's the only way he can defeat you. If you, you have to give it to him. You just have to say, well, I just give up to you. I'm not going to give up to a, a devil. Amen. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would give words to everybody under the sound of my voice that they would have this amazing spiritual armor, that they would have this amazing uh, uh, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, and so forth, that they would be able to, by their faith, extinguish all the fiery darts. It didn't say some of them. It said all of them. And I pray, Lord God, that, that they would walk in humility and meekness and gentleness, which is Christ. I pray that. I pray that they would not feel like they have to be like the, the world, like, look, I've, I've tried to be nice to you. Now I'm going to show you who I am. No, we're going to show them who we are by our Christian deportment. I'm asking that every believer in this fellowship, every believer in this church, every believer in TFI around the world will be like Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 when he said, I, I Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I who am humble when face to face with you. And I just thank you, Jesus, that you will cause this to be our portion. I further pray, Lord, that, that as Paul said, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. And I pray that each one under the sound of my voice would commit to not waging war according to the flesh. He says, but for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. I pray that every believer would know that, that, that Lord, we will destroy these strongholds in the name of Jesus Christ. For our weapons are not of the flesh. They're not carnal, but they are mighty in God. And Paul t- goes on to say, we destroy arguments. We destroy them. Every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to, to obey Christ. Every thought to obey Christ. Being ready to punish every disobedience when our obedience is complete. I thank you for this. And I ask for, once again that you would really bless our house. Bless these men and women of God. Bless them for you promised You said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let that be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen.